Well, amen and glory be to God. Woo! It's a great day. Come on, someone say, man, I'm charged with the Holy Ghost and fire, and I'm ready to preach, teach, prophesy. I'm ready to impart into you today. Hey, it's podcast day. I love you. Thank God for you. It's Pastor Rich here. Hey, just get ready now. Just just for a second. I don't know if you're driving, whatever you're doing, but let's just get ready for a second. Lord, we ask you now. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> we ask you now, Lord, for the anointing, your presence, your glory. We ask you for a fresh touch today from heaven in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you now, Lord, for a fresh touch from heaven in Jesus' mighty name. We thank you for it. We thank you for it. Glory to God. We thank you for it now. In Jesus' name, I pray, amen. May there be a great peace now that comes on you. May there be a great strength now that comes on you uh, to help you, uh, to increase you, uh, to enlighten you, to encourage you in Jesus' mighty name. Well, I'm just getting ready to go into prayer, and the Lord laid something on my heart, so I want to share it with you uh, quickly here. Uh, Happy Tuesday morning to you. Uh, I hope this is really going to help you. We've been dealing with uh, different spirits, anointings, antichrist spirits, end time spirits, the end time anointing, the victory anointing, the we win anointing, the winning spirit. Come on now, uh, say this with me. I have a winning spirit. Excuse me. Say it again. I have a winning spirit. I'm going to win. I win. I'm a winner. I have a winning spirit. I have a God spirit. I have a spirit of victory on me. It's working in me. It's working through me. It's working for me. Go ahead. It's working in me. It's working through me. It's working for me. The anointing of God, the winning spirit, the victory spirit over all attacks of Satan, over every plan of Satan. uh, We have the victory spirit. We're full of, uh, we possess, we're operating within the spirit of the Almighty, the, the spirit of God, the spirit of victory, the dunamis authority of the kingdom of God, the anointing, come on now, uh, the exousia rather, authority, the exousia, the power, the authority of God, the backing of God, and we translate it when we release it, when we act and operate in faith, we release it in this dunamis, this unstoppable force. Uh, these are the powers. Come on, these are the victory. This is the, the, the operation of the kingdom of God. Uh, the kingdom, king dominion. Say, I have king dominion. I'm a kingdom person. I possess king dominion. You have the dominion of the king on the inside of you. Glory to God. That's good news. In Matthew 3, I want to talk to you about uh, uh, the anointing graces you to, for success. Now, when I talk about grace, that means... You can be graceful, you know, like I said this before, taught this a little bit of year, years ago, but I said when you used to watch like Olympic skating, figure skating, uh, how these athletes or skaters would skate was was so gracefully, look how graceful they are. You know, their spins, their jumps, when they land, uh, their poses were, were so graceful, They were it was just graceful. Well, when you're anointed by God, you're graced to be graceful, or you're graced to withstand the attacks of Satan, to be graceful during the attacks of Satan, meaning you're not rattled, you're not a wreck, you're, you're not leaving God, you're not going crazy. Uh, rather, you, you, you stand and you're, you're graceful, you're, you're, you're kept, you keep yourself together, you keep your wits about you, uh, you stay on, on course, you stay on plan. 
Come on now, say amen. Uh, in Matthew chapter 3, we see uh, in, in the 11th verse that John says, I indeed baptize you unto repentance or, or with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I'm not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Wow. Uh, or with Holy Ghost and, and with a, a never-ending, a, a, a never-stopping uh, energy, that fire, that energy, that, that's, that's the, 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 the fire of heaven is the energy of God, the strength of God. Then it's continually burning and yielding to you life, yielding to you light energy, yielding to you uh, the strength, yielding you, to you the ability. It, it, it surges within you and flows out of you. The Bible says it's in your belly. The fire is in the in the middle in your in your you know innermost being, and it flows constantly. It purifies constantly. It gives you strength and ability. Wow. Jesus said, I'll baptize you in the Holy Ghost and fire. I'll immerse you. I'll fill you. I'll fill you up. I'll breathe fresh life on you uh, of the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. And that was reserved for him. Just like today, I can baptize you in water. But if you want to be baptized in the Holy Ghost and fire, we have to call on the Messiah. And he's the one that comes and baptizes you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And the Bible says not only that, the next verse says he has a fan in his hand so he can regulate uh, the, 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 the size of the flame or the, come on now, I don't know if you've ever been around a, a, a bonfire or if you've ever been around a, you know, like a, a fireplace fire, you get a billows and as you, you, you pump the billows, you fan the flame and the flame gets hotter and, and it gets off more energy. It illuminates, gives off more, more light. Well, Jesus is the one who has the fan of the fire that's on the inside of you, and it's in his hand. And he's the one that decides, but he decides according to our usage of the anointing. As we begin to use the anointing, uh, Jesus begins to fan the flame. As the attacks of Satan come toward us, Jesus begins to fan the flame. But if you sit down and do nothing, let's just say you sit home and feel bad, uh, there's not going to be no, no flame fanning. You got you to gotta work, you got to act, you got to engage in action and, and engaging in the things of God. You engage in the help of God and Jesus now fans that flame. And the Bible says it's an unquenchable flame. The, the, the flame of heaven or the fire of heaven is an unquenchable fire. Oh, glory to God. Come on now. You ought to be getting excited. Say, I possess the unquenchable fire of heaven, dominion, king dominion. I, I possess the power, the authority, the dunamis of heaven. That's this fire. That's this light. That's this energy, this light energy. Woo, glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Come on. Thank you. Say, thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for the fire of heaven. Thank you, Lord. For the glory fire, thank you, Lord. For the anointing fire, thank you, Lord, that we possess the, the anointing of the Almighty to do impossible things here on this earth. In Jesus' name. That's good news. <clears throat> so if you look at this, Jesus lived on this earth for 33 years. Fact. Out of 33 years, uh, Jesus only ministered three years. Fact. Now, what qualified Jesus? Why wasn't he qualified for 30? Uh, why, what did he do for 30? Now, a lot of, a lot of you people that don't understand the anointing, 
would answer this way. He had to be taught. He had to be mentored. He was in the temple. He was in the synagogue. He was so on and so forth. Well, yes, he was, but no, that's not the answer. The answer is very simple, and the answer is found in Acts 10.38. One of the answers, there's several answers, but the answer here reflects to what takes place here in John or in Matthew chapter 3, how God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost, who went about doing good, or we say like this, how God anointed Jesus. So after 30 years, now God anoints Jesus. God empowered Jesus. God filled Jesus with this anointing fire, this radiant fire, this energy from heaven. Oh, come on. Uh, and Jesus now uh, was dispatched by God or released by God or sent by God to go about and heal all of those who were sick, all of those who were oppressed, cast out devils, because by way of the anointing God's with you, the fullness of the kingdom of God is within you and gives you the ability to call on, to receive uh, backup help from heaven, angelic help, come on, uh, help from the Almighty, authority help, uh, help from Jesus. That's what this anointing does. So Jesus, for three years, it wasn't that Jesus did works as the Son of God. He was the Son of God, but he came to this earth and was stripped from all his power and authority as the Son of God. And he came here prepared to be the sacrifice. But when he was here, God anointed him for three years. Now that's when his ministry starts. He starts first miracle happens after the anointing because it takes the anointing to perform miracles. The miraculous comes by way of the anointing. No, no anointing, no miracles. No anointing, no signs and wonders. No fire, come on, no Holy Ghost, no fire, no supernatural ability. Not in your life, not in your church, not, the, not at the altar, not in ministry, not in your business, not in your family, not in your marriage, not in your children. You remove this anointing, you remove the, the fire of heaven, the ability of heaven, you remove the supernatural. That's the element. Come on, the anointing brings the supernatural elements of God to this earth. So Jesus, for three years, he first miracle turns water into wine. Then from that point on, he opens blind eyes. Come on, are you still here? He, he brings dead people back to life after the anointing because it takes the anointing and only the anointing can cause a man to operate at this level. Blind eyes are open, deaf ears hear, uh, uh, people, uh, demon spirits are cast out, dead people come back to life, uh, people who are paralyzed receive strength to walk. People who are dying uh, receive power and authority by, by Jesus' words. He was so anointed, and, and the word of God is so anointed when there's the presence of God that you can send the anointed word into a house. According to Matthew chapter 8, the centurion servant was healed by only Jesus sending the word, not even going there personally. Someone else touched his garment, the Bible said, touched his cloak, touched his robe, and they were made whole, the woman with the issue of blood. She said, if I may just but touch the garment or the hem of his clothes, I shall be healed. She touches it. Jesus said, who touched me? Well, they weren't touching the person. They were touching the anointing. Or she learned how somehow uh, uh, she gained revelation, whether it's by the Holy Spirit, whether God supernaturally imparted it to her, whether it's by good teaching or hearing the teaching of Jesus. She learned how to tap into the anointing on a human being. 
and draw from it or, or pull it out. And when she did, it caused healing, supernatural, miraculous healing to flow into her body. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. But if you don't learn how to yield or tap into the anointing, you tap by yielding. Uh, you tap by, by honor, respecting the anointing. You tap by understanding the anointing. You ta- Come on. Uh, you tap by revelation, uh, knowledge of the anointing. Of course, you have to have uh, someone anointed or you have to have the anointing present in order to tap. But once the anointing's present, now you have a job to do and you now have to work to tap into that anointing to begin to allow that anointing to flow in you so it can flow out of you. And, and it's just like a siphon. Come on, I'm preaching pretty good. It's like it, it is a siphon. I don't know if you've ever used a siphon, but, but the anointing, I tap into the anointing. Well, if you have a siphon, a hose, and you're siphoning gas or water, any other liquid, uh, you have an empty hose that you, you put one end into the full reservoir, uh, you cause a, a suction, and that suction draws from one reservoir and begins to fill an empty reservoir. Come on, is that good? So when that other, your empty reservoir now is, is filled, you can begin now to flow or to spill out uh, or, or to release what you possess, but you don't re- you don't have anything to release lest you tap. Oh, glory to God! It, it, I, I don't like to use uh, any uh, ungodly or, or worldly examples, but sometimes they're easy because a lot of us were sinners. Now, I don't know if you've ever and, and forgive me, I, I don't even want to say this, uh, but it's, I'm trying to explain to you. It, let's just say if you have a barrel of a liquid. The only way to get the liquid out of the barrel, let's just say it's olive oil, precious olive oil, and it's aged. And you want to get olive oil out of the barrel, you have to drill a hole and and then, or unplug a hole, because you probably already have it drilled, unplug the hole, but then you have to place something in that hole, uh, a tap of some sort, uh, to allow it to begin to flow. If it just come out of a hole, it'd go everywhere. So you'd have to have a hose or a spout or something. And that's that word tap. So we're talking about the anointing of God. And, and it takes work, physical work, to tap into to cause that substance to flow. It takes work to do that. Now, you'll get blessed by just being in an, an anointed atmosphere, anointed room. But I'm talking about being graced, uh, being anointed and therefore being graced for a specific task, a certain season, come on, are you here? A certain time, a kairos moment uh, in which we live right now. Your grace to live today. If you're anointed, if you're surrendered, submitted to the anointing of God uh, or the house of God that God has anointed, the house of God where God allows his anointing or where his anointing is welcome, a man and a woman of God that are over that house that are submitted and surrendered to the anointing of God, if that's you and you live in that, you can be blessed just sitting there. But I'm talking about going farther than blessed. I'm talking about getting to the, the to the very source of it and then tapping that source and allowing the anointing of God to cover you. It's like this. I don't know. I'll give you another natural uh, um, little example. It's like this. Uh, some people, um, they go and they want... Uh, uh, they like to marinate steaks. 
I like to marinate steaks every once in a while. Or, or chicken's a little easier because you don't want to buy an expensive steak and then cover the taste up. But let's just say chicken. All right, let's marinate chicken. Uh, you know, you can uh, marinate like an Italian dressing, like oil vinegar based with, with like, a, you know, oregano, salt, pepper, pepper, whatever. Uh, but the longer you let it sit, the more that marinade, marinade gets within the fibers and the morsel of that muscle or that piece of meat. Uh, now, if I take the, the chicken, a breast, and if I like score it, fork it, you put little holes in it and put it in that marinade, uh, the longer I let it sit, that marinade goes through and through and that chicken, you can no longer separate that chicken from the marinade. The marinade becomes a part of that chicken. Now, if I just take the chicken and pour marinade on it and throw it on the grill, you, there might be an essence, a hint of the flavor that you poured on it. But it didn't have enough time to, to come on, to submerse. It didn't take on the properties of that flavor. That's the, like it is with the anointing. You can come in, be anointed, be changed, be transferred, uh, transformed rather, and then you go out. But if you wait and you marinate in it, in a sense, if you're submersed in it, if you the the strongest flow is always at the altar. You go to any ministry, you go to any any place that, that's anointed. There's an uh, uh, anointing in the entire building. That's why when you walk in to New Way Church or other churches like this, you can just say, I feel it. I feel, I, a lot of people say, I just feel it. I feel something here. Well, it's not something, it's the anointing. Because the anointing not only gets in you, but it gets in, in fibers. The Bible says that Paul in Acts 19 laid hands on aprons and handkerchiefs or fabric and sent it out to people who couldn't be in the meeting, meeting and the anointing that was in the fabric that he said in that fabric or touched, it stayed on the fabric and when it was carried off from the meeting into a person's house, they were healed because the anointing held in the fabric. That's why I don't want to, I, I tell people all the time, people say, Pastor, we got to go build a building. We do. We're, we're out of room. We do. We got to build a building. However, it's hard to leave this because for the last 13 years, we've been having anointed services. We've had miracles. We've had signs. We had wonders. We've had visitations from heaven and the residue of, the, of that anointing has gotten the walls, it's gotten the fabric of the chairs, it's gotten to the carpets, it's gotten to the concrete, it's gotten to the ceiling tiles, it's gotten to every tangible thing that there, there's a, 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 come on, a residue or, 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 the, or a certain amount of anointing that stays. That's why when you walk into the church, you feel peace. That's why when you walk into the sanctuary, there, there's no, and I don't, no one's preaching, no one's in there sometimes, and you just want to come sit because the, there's the anointing still that holds on to the fabric uh, of, oh, come on, are you here, of tangible things. I want to get back to this part, I'm running out of time. If you think but now about this grace, so if God set you in, here on this earth and you're alive in 2021, if you're alive uh, today, uh, and, and it's year 2021, and you're anointed, you're, you're a born-again believer, you're, anoint, you're anointed or under anointing, submitted, surrendered to God, you understand the anointing. Not only are you anointed, but you're graced for success. Uh, you're graced uh, and protected 
hold on now, let me get this right. Uh, you're graced and protected from every attack of Satan. The anointing graces you, and the grace begins to to, to rabasete uh, gebrose ambrose kinda that that anointing uh, begins to 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 show up. That anointing begins to surface or begins to manifest. There's the word. The anointing begins to um, uh, manifest in way of protection. And when the the attack comes, not only are you protected, but you're graceful during the attack. Here, I'll give you an example. Uh, Satan tried to attack Jesus in the uh, when they were in the uh, a boat, and Satan uh, tried to attack Jesus and, and his disciples. And the Bible said a tempest came in, so it'd be a, 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 a violent storm. Uh, what a day storm. This was a, a demonic storm, a, a hurricane, tornado type, uh, killer storm that blows in out of nowhere. Well, Jesus understood the anointing, and he's in the back of the boat in the graced, come on, in this anointing that he's graced to handle the attacks. Now, the the disciples, they hadn't got to the place yet where, where they were anointed. They hadn't received the Holy Ghost because the Holy Ghost wasn't poured out yet, but Jesus did. So uh, when the, the storm comes, uh, they wake him up in fear. And he says, oh, you got a little faith. Well, you can't have great faith lest you have the anointing of God that magnifies with a heavenly magnification everything that's here on this earth. But if you remove the anointing, you, I don't need, you remove the anointing from the word of God. You remove the power of God from the word of God. Come on, I'm preaching pretty good. So let's look at it again. Uh, Jesus was graced, anointed, graced. The attack came and he was graceful during the attack. I see a lot of people when the attack comes, uh, number one, the, the attack shouldn't excite you. Like for me, I don't get excited by way of attacking. When the attack of Satan's come, uh, I, I don't get excited. And the reason I don't get excited because I understand the anointing and I understand that I'm off limits to Satan because of the anointing. So what am I going to get excited? Why am I going to engage? So many Christians are always under attack. They live in a battle. They live in a war. They live under attack. It's not biblical. Hey, wake up. Listen, you should not live under Satan's attacks 24-7. Hey, grow up. Get anointed. Get under somebody anointed. Get under a good teacher and rise above the attacks of Satan. Good preaching. So when the attacks comes, uh, we should be patient in the attack. We should be professional. Uh, we should be full of faith. Uh, we shouldn't be combative in our own power or ability. We shouldn't be combative in our own authority. No, the Bible says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty. We have mighty weapons of God. We have kingdom minion weapons, kingdom weapons that give us dominion through God. The weapons of our warfare, are, or, or you could say like this, the weapons I fight with, I don't fight with carnal weapons. So I'm not even going to use a carnal mindset to engage in the attack of Satan. I'm going to fight with the weapons of my warfare, my heavenly weapons, and they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Think about that. 
the, the stronghold comes, the word comes, the threat comes. But if we engage in the anointing, the weapons of God, catch it in midair and cast it out, cast it down to the ground, the authority of God. How are you going to live 24-7 under uh, attack? Oh, I'm under attack. Satan's attacking. We're always under attack. I had a couple that came to my church, and they were sweet people, but they were ignorant in a lot of the scripture, and they were too prideful to leave ignorance because they liked their wrong teaching. And every time I talked to them, I said, oh, preacher, ever since we hooked up with you, we know you're a man of God because ever since we hooked up with you, we're always under attack. Well, that's stupid. Hey, uh, why are you going to be? I don't live under the attack. If you hooked up with me, see, that was just religion. That's just a little cute, prideful, religious phrase that holier-than-thou people try to use to act like they're somebody. Well, if the head of the ministry, which is me under Jesus, under God, by way of the Holy Spirit, if I don't live under attack, why are you living under attack? I live in peace. I live in authority. I live in power. I, I live in ability. I live in faith. I walk by faith. I don't live under attack. I, you don't ever hear woe is me because the anointing brings me up to the, to the heavenly level, to a God standard. And I'm graced for every attack that Satan throws at me. I possess a grace, a certain power, a certain ability to not only ward it off, but then to rise above so I don't engage naturally. I don't engage carnally. I don't engage emotionally because I'm graced to rise above it. Wow. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. That's good teaching. If you don't know, I'm praying in tongues. That's not a Hebrew or it's not. No, that's just a Holy Ghost heavenly language that I receive by way of the Holy Spirit. Go read Acts 2, 1 through 4, the day of Pentecost uh, when the Holy Spirit was poured out. Well, he was poured out to me too, and I receive him and I pray in other tongues. Amen. Well, I hope this helps you. Uh, it ought to help you. I'll continue on, but we have a victory. Let's just say this in closing. I possess the anointing of God. I possess victory. I, I, I walk in a winning spirit. I'm not under Satan's authority. I'm not under Satan's control. I refuse to allow Satan to manipulate me. I, re, I refuse to allow uh, a Satan to, to yoke me. I'm not going to be say it. I'm not going to be yoked to Satan. Uh, rather, I take on the yoke of heaven. And the yoke of heaven, uh, Jesus says, uh, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The yoke of Satan is heavy and dark and bondage, but the yoke of heaven is freedom. It's easy. It's light. It's freeing. Glory to God. I'm yoked up with heaven. You ought to get yoked up with, with heaven too and live the easy life even in dark days. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you for it. Thank him for it. Thank him for it. Thank you. Thank the Lord you're anointed. I'm anointed, I'm anointed, I'm anointed. I'm, I've been anointed by heaven. 1 John 2.20, you have an unction by the Holy One and you know all things or you know how to navigate the day in which we live. Hey, I'm Pastor Rich Summerlin here. Uh, Rich, check out Richard Summerlin Ministries. Uh, you can get on the web there. Help us bring this message around the world. Uh, New Way Church, uh, fl.com here in Palm Coast. Partner up with us, help us. Hey, I love you. God bless you, and until next time, next week, share this and stay true to your faith. Walk in the anointing of God and never quit. Until next time, 
God bless you.